Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast with me, your host, Betsy Jewell. I'm welcoming back a familiar face and voice, my friend and partner in crime, Jay Dussold. For those who may not be familiar with Jay, he's the founder of Map In Me Career Coaching for Teens. And as of a few months ago, I'm now working with him in his coaching business. Last week, Jay and I delivered our first ever Find Your Fits Career Exploration Workshop for teens and young adults. We offered it in person in my hometown here in Central Florida. The workshop was based upon Jay's program and methodology, and we tailored it to fit within three evening sessions. Needless to say, it was a jam-packed three evenings, but in the end, based on the feedback from our attendees, it was a huge success. At the end of the workshop, we asked participants to provide us with some feedback And we included one important question in particular because we knew that parents would want to know the answer. In this episode, we're sharing the feedback anonymously in the hope that it will help parents and other adults as they guide their teens to life after 12th. Now let's get started. Hey, Jay, welcome back to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Hey, Betsy, it is great to be here as always. Looking forward to the episode. I am too. This is going to be a really eye-opening conversation, I think, for parents, as it was sort of eye-opening for us. I mean, not huge surprises, but um, for my audience. So last week, Jay and I took our show on the road, as I say. We brought a workshop to Central Florida, right outside Orlando. And we had 22 teens and young adults join us for our first ever beta Find Your Fits Career Exploration Workshop. And this was such an amazing time because first of all, we got to be in person up close with young adults and teens and they are our favorite people. And we got to feel the energy in the room and engage with them. And I mean, for us, it was like the best gift ever because we we get our energy from young people. So it was nice to be around them. Um, and throughout the workshop, we helped these teens and young adults find their fits, meaning learning more about themselves, how they're wired, what a good career fit looks like. And then we taught them started to teach them how to investigate and research careers of interest. So Jay, what did you think about last week? What are your thoughts? Oh, I could just say ditto to everything. Um, To finally be able to be in person with students and actually see them and interact and, you know, just kind of read body language and be able to have side conversations in real time, you know, helping them through the process uh, that was that was the highlight for sure, as you referenced, Bessie, just to be able to work with these students. Uh, we told them in the opening session, this whole workshop experience is not about simply making it through the content. It is about us investing in you and helping you. And so we just tried to communicate to this group of amazing young people that we're here over the four days. Uh, we made uh, all kinds of opportunities for them to actually connect with us, to schedule chats and extra coaching one-on-one. Uh, so, so I just feel like when we created that environment, that safe environment, supportive environment, we were able to really make the impact that you and I were hoping to make. And that's why we did this. It was to 
engage students and try to bring um, an aspect of what we're doing, a version of what we do in our coaching, make it uh, more accessible and help students begin to see these broad brushstrokes of how they're wired and start heading them into a different direction as far as mindset is concerned. And so uh, I, I felt like it was just a tremendous opportunity to do that and then connect one-on-one and in a group with real live, you know, real-time people was an absolute highlight. It was fantastic. Yeah. And the in-person part was amazing, but we also set up a Discord channel. Now, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a Discord channel is, don't worry. I wasn't very familiar with it either. I mean, I knew what it was because my boys use Discord for connecting with other gamers, but I'd never spent time on it and neither had Jay. So, um, excuse me, it's not a Discord channel. We set up a Discord server. Oh, shoot. <laughs> which See what is I mean? what we, exactly, which is what we had to learn because we originally were going to do the virtual community support uh, you know, group on uh, Facebook. And then uh, we just kept hearing from students, I'm not doing that. I don't go on Facebook. I don't have an account. So Betsy and I had to do a crash course in Discord and learn a difference between channels and servers and chat channels versus audio channels. And yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah. leave it there because that's a whole episode in itself. Betsy and Jay trying to like be technologically hip just wasn't happening initially. <laughs> We want to hang out where the cool kids are. But seriously, the goal was to meet them where they are, right? Like, as Jay said, we thought, oh, let's have them come to Facebook. And they were like, yeah, that's not happening. So we meet them where they are. We know that teens don't engage on Facebook, as we've learned, painfully learned. And so we set up this server to engage with our workshop participants. But we'll be sharing more information about that server later because we want to give an invitation to your teens and young adults if they want to join us there. But without further ado, we really wanted to spend some time this week sharing some of the things we took away, specifically an answer that we received when we asked a question at the end of our workshop. So we did multiple surveys throughout the week to get feedback from the participants. But at the end of the workshop, we asked a lot of questions and one in particular that we knew we wanted the answer to and we knew parents would want the answer to. So in no particular order, we'll walk through them. There's seven of them and we'll elaborate a little bit on them. The question we posed was, what would you want parents to know about the things young people are facing with regard to career confusion? We know that career confusion is an epidemic. We know that young people are struggling with it. We hear it from them. We see the looks on their faces. We hear it from parents in our LA 12 Facebook group. You know, my student, my teen is confused. They don't know what to do. They don't know what they should major in. They don't know if they should go to college. They have no idea what they're going to do after high school. And we really believed that parents would want the answer to this question, as did we. So we decided we would ask it. And we're going to walk through the top seven answers that we got. Some we heard multiple times from multiple people, um, but we thought these were the ones that really resonated. In no particular order, number one, they need to be open-minded. Uh, I think this is a, a critical issue that not only was surfaced in this answer, but we encounter it quite a bit. And um, we also encounter not only from students kind of reflecting that sentiment, but also when we talk to parents more so, we just hear that a lot of parents are stuck in an old paradigm 
of understanding and preparing for the world of work. And so as a result of them kind of having an outdated mindset, they uh, they come across as closed-minded because they are clinging to what they understand to be, uh, you know, a, a successful path forward, uh, you know, what the world of work looks like out there. And without that update in their mindset, they're stuck in a, in a paradigm that was true maybe 10, 15 years ago, but so much has changed. And um, I think that's what we're hearing here with this response is that, man, like, I want my parents to be open-minded to other options, not just stuck on what they have thought historically or what has historically been true that would you know, allow me to access a career where I would experience success and motivation, satisfaction, financial security. So yeah, the open-mindedness is really connected to parents updating their paradigm and understanding of the modern world of work. Yep. And number two kind of falls in line with number one. And I talk about this a lot on this podcast. College is not required for all jobs and careers. This is part of being open-minded, right? We are very, as a society, we are very used to that belief that if you don't go to college, you won't be successful. You won't earn a decent income, all the things, you know, they're going to be living on my couch. That is absolutely not true. And we have proof of it. I mean, there's proof in the data, but I've talked to people on this podcast. Jay and I have talked about it. We're not making this up. The world of work is changing and the preparation route for, for these new jobs and some of the old jobs just doesn't require college. So I think, again, parents, me included, we need to stay open-minded, whether it's about the route they're going to take to the career that they're going to or the career that they end up choosing. So I think yeah, that's uh, a really important one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say that, um, w- w- you know, in our coaching, you and I always land on this foundational principle. There's a few, but one of the foundational principles is that a, a student, a teenager should have a verifiable career fit first. Then they ask the question regarding which path forward is the best preparation path for this specific career position that has been deemed a verifiable fit, not based on subjective opinions, but on objective data of a a student's behavior, pattern behavior. So that's what we mean by a verifiable fit. But a big principle in our coaching is get a verifiable fit first, then think about the path forward Because honestly, there are some great verifiable fits that teens find in our coaching, and the position doesn't require a degree, actually has a path that's better for preparation than a college degree, but you can go find a college that has a major and then just default to go to college and earn that major, the associated major, even though it's not required. So This is so important. And we talk about this with students in a workshop. We do a whole mindset piece up front, you know, and help them kind of reorient themselves to the world of work and a better way of thinking about it. And this is a key issue. Don't lock into the preparation path first, college. You know, the the fun analogy that, that we always use is saying, you know, choosing a preparation path before having a verifiable fit is like purchasing a plane ticket before knowing where the conference is. Who in their right mind would do that? Who who would who would purchase 
the, 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 the means to get somewhere without first knowing where it is they're actually supposed to get, right? That's exactly what happens when our culture and society pressures young people into a path, but they don't really know the destination. And in, in many cases, the end destination would actually be better you know, served with a path other than college. I just talked to, um, I had a prospective client call, a consult two days ago, Betsy, and this is a young lady, incredibly brilliant, just uh, an amazing young lady. And, you know, she was so stressed out, has so much anxiety because she feels this pressure. She's finished her first year of college, didn't work out, is lost, confused, but she feels the pressure to have to re-engage in college in the fall. And, and I just really helped her say, hey, you know what, who... Who created that timeline, right? Who made that up? There, there's, there's no cosmic authority that has the right to say, you must do this. Everyone must do this. Now, we've given colleges, we've given institutions of higher learning permission to dictate that to us. And we just kind of mindlessly go along. But there, there's no written code of the universe, that says you have to go to college or you have to go to college one, you know, as soon as you graduate high school. So our young people are under tremendous amount of pressure to fall in line with this cultural script, this cultural mandate that college is always the best choice for. And it's, it's just not true anymore. Yeah. Hence the term, the high school hamster wheel. Yeah. Sorry. I got a little preachy on that one. I'll be, I'll, I'll back her down for the audience here. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Number three, nothing, because they would interfere. So this particular student said, I don't want my parents to know anything because I don't want to engage in that conversation with them because I feel like they're just going to interfere. I think this is a pretty widespread issue with young people because, again, it sort of falls in line with what we talked about. There are so many expectations and so many cultural norms and Parents oftentimes, I'm not being judgy here, but parents oftentimes will put their stuff on their kids and say, you should do this, you should go to this school, you should be in this career. And kids, not that they don't want us to help and they don't want our support, but they don't want us dictating what their path is going to be. Yeah, I, I think there is a helpful distinction to make here so that we parents don't misunderstand what we're saying. We're not saying don't be involved, right? We're not saying don't bring wisdom into the mix, right? What we're talking about is interfering in the sense of a parent is so bent on a particular way that they're not open-minded. They're not really willing to consider their child and what their child is really wired for and what the interests are and all that. The parent just kind of has their own agenda for their child. and and they're closed off to whatever ideas or whatever things that the kid may have in mind. They're closed off to that. And interfering means mom and dad are involved to get me to do what they want. That's interfering. And so we don't like that. We're not for that, but we are for a parent wisely learning how to come alongside their teen and be an active voice in their life. Be bring wisdom, bring experience in, in the right way. Um, and so we're not we're not suggesting by any means that a parent disconnect and just say, "Hey, whatever they want, that's great." I'm just going to close my eyes, stick my head in the sand. That's not what we're talking about. 
Um, but th- but there are ways, by the way, which is a whole other episode. I, I I don't I can't remember if we talked about this before, but we talk about this in our coaching all the time. You know, th- there is a way for parents to wisely do that. We've done training in LA 12, our Facebook community, that is uh, designed to e- equip and empower parents for this very issue. How do you, uh, you know, how do you connect with your teen in a way and build a relationship, build conversation around this topic that is wise and skillful and gives you that place to interject, gives you that place so that they listen to you. They'll they'll receive what you have to say and not just automatically cut you off, cut you out, or maybe not even give you the time of day to begin with, which is a huge issue that many of our parents coming into LA 12 face. Their kids just don't even talk about it ever with them. They're, they're, they don't have a way to kind of, you know, input and to influence and to help and assist. It's a great way to build trust too, because when they start to see that we're in their corner and we're helping and not controlling and helicoptering and all the things, um, I think it, they start to realize, oh, you know, my parents really do want to help me. They really do want to guide me and support me as I find my way. So yeah, I think that's a really important one. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Okay, next up, they said, it's not too difficult to find the right career if you have the right help. Boy, is that ever true because the help is the hard part, right? They we hear this from parents, we hear this from teens and young adults. They don't know where to start. They're lost. They're overwhelmed. They just need help. Yeah, spot on, Betsy. You know, this is what we say in the beginning uh, session of our workshop. We kicked off by really addressing mindset. And one of the mindset believing components that we addressed was there's there's an awful lot of unhelpful help out there. And we kind of exposed some of the, you know, the, the, the real popular help out there. And it's actually very unhelpful. And we kind of, I, I always use the analogy of uh, back in the mid, uh, I guess in the uh, 20th century, doctors were still prescribing liquid mercury as a, as a cure. It was in their medicine bag, like the ingestion of liquid mercury. Like that's mind blowing, right? Because we all know it's like highly toxic and kills people, but doctors were prescribing it. So in the culture, the professionals of the day in the realm of medicine were actually prescribing something that was toxic. So the question, could everybody, can the gurus all be wrong? Yes. Yes, they can. History proves that, right? And so we, we help students in our workshop expose some of those things that are prevailing in the culture, but are actually wrong. And, and one of them is things like, you know, just, just follow your passion. That's absolutely horrific, really toxic prescription. Uh, things like 
uh, you know, you, you really you, you can't even know. So don't bother trying to figure out direction. Just embrace trial and error as the only way forward. Again, horrific. A third one that we blow up is you can be anything you want to be, Johnny, if you only believe and work hard. Right. That's horrific. We blow that up right away. O- opening night. <laughs> so it is possible to find fits to move forward. But but the right help is absolutely essential because there's a lot of bad help out there that's going to actually make things worse and compound the problem. And I think parents expect hope, wish for some help coming from school. But as we heard in the next answer from our attendees, we're getting very little help in high school. And look, I'm a huge supporter of public school teachers and private school teachers. I have dear friends. I have family members who are teachers. Like I love teachers. Teachers are not broken. The system is broken. The system doesn't provide enough funding, enough opportunity, enough resources for our teens to find out. They don't do for our teens to do any kind of career exploration. So at least not in any depth. So I think if we're expecting the high school to help out and to, give our kids some guidance on this, I think we're kidding ourselves because it's not happening. So parents, I think it just proves again that the better we can educate ourselves and the better we can be informed, the better we can guide our teens. Yeah. And you know, Betsy, there are tremendous guidance counselors in the public school system. And I I know some, they, they went into that with a sincere desire to really help young people figure out life after 12. Um, you know, of course, in any job, you can have people that are not placed properly, that really aren't there for the right reasons. But, uh, you know, I, I this is no comment about the quality or the, you know, capacity of people who are in that position. Like you said, the system is broke. And when there's one guidance counselor for hundreds and hundreds of students, you know, that's just unreasonable. So shout out to any of the, you know, public school, high school guidance counselors that might be listening and you're trying, like we, we applaud you. It's such a worthy cause. Keep at it. You know, if there's a way that, I don't know, Betsy and I can encourage you in some way, like please reach out and let us know because we would, we can lock arms with you in some way and just support you. Cause you're, you know, you have this like unbelievable Mount Everest job and, and it's not really a good system or resources for you to do it effectively, but you obviously care. That's why you're there. So we just want to, you know, make sure we say that, you know, just a shout out and to encourage guidance counselors who are in that role. My goodness, uh, we to- totally support what you're trying to do and know it's a difficult task. Yeah, I could not have said that better myself. So thanks for saying that. Okay, next up. Not knowing what we want to do is stressful, as is the task of figuring it all out when we don't know how to properly do it. Once again, I think the feeling of being overwhelmed, not knowing where to start, feeling lost. Our teens need help. They need guidance. They need resources. They need parents to help guide them. And if parents aren't equipped to do it, then parents need to reach out to others, people like us. And there's lots of people like us, although nobody quite like us, um, who can provide some resources and advice. Yeah, you know, I really resonate with this uh, answer that this young person reflected because it's actually my story. This is the 
first time that I really experienced career confusion in a profound way and the fallout, it was first year of college, my freshman year of college, I was an architectural design major because in high school, I had no clue what I wanted to do, but I liked looking at buildings. I like architectural design. I like spaces and looking at the moldings and the different things and the aesthetics of a place. So of course, if you like looking at buildings, you should go be an architect, right? <laughs> so, uh, so off I went and uh, first semester, I realized very quickly, I am not in the right place. This is not the right major for me. And I remember so specifically, it was as clear as day. I remember the day realizing that and then saying, oh my gosh, not only do I like, do I know I'm in the wrong place, but the compounded problem was that I don't know how to change that. It's one thing if you have a problem, but the solutions or access to solutions are apparent. It's like, I have this problem, but okay, there's a solution. I just got to go get the solution, right? Well, but when you have a problem and there's no solution, you, you don't see a solution, you don't know how to find a solution, that feels especially overwhelming because it's like, well, I exhausted my best effort to, 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 you know, to figure out life after 12 and that came up short. That's all I had. I did my best with my own understanding and my resources and I don't really know how to do it differently. So then you feel like not only is the immediate problem of seeing a clear mismatch present in there and weighing on you, but then it's like, and I don't even know how to, to fix this. So it's a compounded problem. So when, when I read that, when I said, man, like I understand that, you know, that student so perfectly, that was really my own story and what I experienced and felt very significantly. Yeah, that's super common. I hear it from other parents too. I think it's widespread. Thanks for sharing your story. Cause again, we're not alone, right? We're all in this together. And I think the more we talk about it, I think the more parents understand Oh, there's others like me. There's others that are struggling too. So it takes a village, right? It takes a community. For sure. Yes. So the last answer we got was don't pressure us to pick something. We know it's important and pressure just stresses us out. Now, there's, again, there's a distinction here. We absolutely should not be pressuring our kids to pick something. But for anyone who says, well, they're too young anyway, so you might as well not bother. Those two are not aligned. We do believe that with the right investigation, the right research, the right methodology that we use, we can help young people identify who they are, how they're wired, and what's a great fit for them going forward, or, or what are multiple fits for them going forward. But conversely, we shouldn't be forcing our kids or pressuring them to pick something. Oh, just pick something. You'll figure it out later. Or, oh, just pick this because your dad does this. It's got to be based on evidence about who they are and where they're headed. Yeah. And Betsy, you know, I think to this point of pressure, I, I would just encourage parents to, you know, really take some reflective time and, and assess your own agenda. Uh, again, in LA 12, we did a whole, uh, training on this about the toxic motives that can be driving parents uh, subtly. And even if they're, they're not aware of it, they, they may be, you know, uh, not really clear that this is something that's driving them. But I think a huge issue of the pressuring is 
following the timeline, the culturally prescribed timeline. That alone is so much pressure. Uh, you know, some parents could say, well, if, if, you know, if we don't get it figured out and their scholarship, if we delay a year, you know, then we won't get the scholarship money. And, and I would just encourage parents to say, to think about some of the statistics that are uh, published regarding college students and going into something without really being sure. Uh, 80% of them switch majors multiple times. Over 60% take six years to complete a four-year degree. And 72% of college graduates wind up getting a job that was unrelated to their major, right? So if, if we just stop and say, this is what happens when parents follow the cultural prescription and timeline and force their kids to choose stuff, there is so much waste. So my feeling is, so what if you just let your kid take a year off? You know, so what? The average kid is taking six years anyway to complete a four-year degree with the extra two years of tuition. So what's the big deal of waiting? You're going to lose scholarship money. You might wind up losing two years worth of full tuition because you're rushing your kid into something. And now they're going to take six years because they change majors so many times. Right. So, so I would just encourage parents be open to saying, we're not going to pursue college until my child feels it's ready. You have a verifiable fit and college is the best option for actually preparing. Like just taking that pressure off can do a world of good for a young person. And it doesn't mean, you know, and I think parents feel like, you know, they, they draw these uh, these hard lines, these either or scenarios, you know, and it's like, well, it's either go to college right after high school or they're going to like being off and they're never going to go. Right. So it's either right out of high school or it's going to wind up being never. Well, may, maybe for some students, but, you know, that's where your role you're in the mix. You know, they have a gap year, so to speak. They're trying to figure it out. And it doesn't mean you kind of leave them alone, locked in their room for a year. You talk about it. You process it. You, you, you help them say, hey, you know what? What do you feel needs to happen in this year to help you figure it out? No, no pressure. No pressure. But there's pressure not to go to something, but there should be pressure to figure it out eventually. Right. That That's a worthy pressure, not in a harsh way, but in the sense of, hey, this isn't like, you know, I do nothing, I live at home with no income kind of a year. This is, okay, get a job locally, get some income, pay some bills, but we're going to have a real clear, intentional journey forward to actually help you figure it out. And if it takes a year, that's fine. That's fine. It's better than rushing into college and then having all of this waste. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of gap years and more and more schools will allow deferment and you will hold on to your, your scholarships. So to your point, a year off, it doesn't stop the wheels from rolling. It's just maybe a stop along the road. Like you can still go, college will always be there. And with regard to gap years, to your point, there can be intentional, productive, fantastic gap years. In fact, I've done several episodes on this podcast about that. So check those out listeners, if you haven't heard those before. So that wraps up our list. We hope to bring Find Your Fits to a city near you eventually. 
we're looking at expanding and growing because it was such a positive experience, I think, for everybody involved. Um, but we do like like we've talked in this episode and previous episodes about we have a Facebook group for parents called Life After 12th. Join us there if you're not already a member. We we do training. We do Facebook Lives every Monday. We share lots of information and resources. It's a great engaged community of parents where you can hear from others and know, again, you're not alone. We have our Discord server for teens and young adults called Life After 12th. I'm going to put links to all this stuff in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about our coaching, we would love to talk to you about it. Um, you can just visit the website at mapinme, that's M-A-P-I-N-M-E dot com. Jay, thanks again for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Betsy. As always, it was great to be here on the podcast and great to connect with your listening audience. I must admit, I have mixed emotions about the end of our first Find Your Fits workshop. I looked forward to it for months and then it came and went in the blink of an eye. I'm hopeful that we will bring this workshop and hopefully others to more cities in the future. In the meantime, if you're a parent of a career-confused teen or young adult, please join us in our Life After 12th Facebook group. Believe me, it's not a high-pressure, sales-pitchy kind of environment. Jay and I truly want to help parents guide their kids as they determine the path forward. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm super grateful that you're listening, and I'd really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe to the High School Hamster Wheel podcast and share it with a friend or two. I welcome your feedback and would love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes. Be sure and check out the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com slash 87, where I will include links to our Facebook group, to our Discord server, and to our Map and Me coaching site, where you can learn more about us and the work we do. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Hi, this is Kim Thompson, host of Storytime Anytime, a podcast packed with songs, stories, and a whole lot of learning fun. Each episode will explore a new topic like dinosaurs, sharks, space travel, chemistry, horses, reptiles, and so much more. New episodes are out every other week, so check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. It's really story time and music at its best, exclusively for kids.